0: spn
1: the following is a presentation of cover your assets and is offered by rooker financial coaching and consulting
0: you're trying to build your income your business
1: your life challenges are all around you it seems so overwhelming people are depending on you who do you listen to where can you go to find honest useful information todd rooker for decades. Todd Rooker has been teaching professional education to attorneys, CPAs, bankers and financial advisors. Rooker Financial Consulting offers advice and coaching to consumers, business owners and financial professionals on every topic imaginable. If you truly want to succeed, sit back and find out how to cover and build your assets. Here's nationally renowned speaker and expert getting you on the path to financial strength and wealth, Todd Rooker.
0: Hey, welcome everybody. Good morning. Great to have you listening. If you're one of my listeners out there, I so appreciate it. I think I have a fabulous show lined up for you this morning. Great, great topic, uh, and something that I don't frequently talk about. As a matter of fact, I'm not even sure that I've ever done it. And that is to kind of explore and illuminate uh, a relationship that I have with with a client of mine that we've helped, uh, and just to talk about what they've done. Thus far, they are kind of superstars. I really do believe. I really do mean that sincerely. Uh, And they are also, if you are a client of mine, uh, you hear me talking of them frequently because of of the strides that they've made and the progress that they that they've had. And so, with that, let's begin our show. We have Mike Munsinger, Terry Recht, and Grace Simonson, who is their daughter, and. they work together as a team, and quite a wonderful team. We sh- I should say that we meet every Monday from 3 to 5, and I do mean every Monday for years we have. And uh, we have done some pretty wonderful things together, and that, that is uh, ongoing uh, as recently as just uh, last week. Just purchased another property, so we'll be talking about some of that. So with that, welcome, you guys. Hey, Mike?
2: Gonna, Hi, everybody.
0: Hello. Hello.
2: Grace?
0: Hi. That's Grace's <laughs> voice. I just want to make sure everybody hears everybody's voice here. All right. So I don't know who wants to talk first. I'll call on Mike and try to stump him as often as I can. But uh, let's let's begin with uh, what do you guys do. You guys have have your own business. Where's that located? Where are you guys from? All that kind of
3: stuff.
4: Oh, we have... Uh, Insulation company that's located in Little Canada, Minnesota, and we pretty much uh, uh, specialize in pre-existing homes.
0: Okay, so you insulate attics and walls and all that kind of stuff. That's your business. Yep, pretty right. much everything. The name of that company is MGT Insulation. Correct. Correct. Very good. <laughs> Gotta pull it out of him. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. And you guys, you guys, do you live in
4: Little Canada? No, nah, no. We live up north in a little town called Harris. Okay. So, where are you guys from originally? Each one of you, Mike. Where, where, where'd you grow up? I grew up in St. Cloud, Minnesota. Terry grew up in Bloomington, and Grace lives in. Or she's still growing the, up. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, yes. And uh, how many? How many siblings did you have, Mike? Uh, I have four. I have a brother and two sisters. Very good. And. Terry, same question.
5: Um, I grew up in Bloomington, and I have a brother and two other sisters.
0: Okay. And Grace, forgive me. I didn't mean to be (laughs) demeaning. Uh, Where where did you grow up? Were you... Did you... uh, Were you... Little Canada? Where'd you say... Uh, Or no, what's the town? Harris. Harris? Harris? Is that where you grew up? I grew up
2: in Harris. Did you go to high school there? Only child, too.
0: Only child.
2: Uh, Graduated from Rush City.
0: Very good. Very good. So, um, we... uh, uh, we met at a time when when these guys were also were already entrepreneurial. Uh, I think very much so because prior to that, you guys had a had a franchise or a couple of them with Service Pro. Is that correct?
5: Service Pro, yes. Service Pro,
0: right. Yep. And what was the work of that business? Is that remediation, water remediation, or what was that?
5: Yeah, clean up after fire damages and water damages, and we did a lot of other things like carpet cleaning, odor removal stuff like that, and actually did quite a bit of work in that industry. For 11 years, we had that that franchise. So we thought there were better things to do than that. So that's how we ended up finding our way to Todd.
0: Well, found your way to your other company or your other business too, right? Yes. I should say that these guys are general contractors, and Terry holds her her own uh, general contractor license. So... You certainly have an understanding of construction and things of that nature, and so I don't want to make light of that because there are some things we're going to talk about that maybe you listeners out there might not want to endeavor into uh, because they do have that insight and not everybody does, and I can appreciate that. Nevertheless, uh, how long ago did we meet, guys?
5: Geez, I was thinking about that, and I just really don't know. I think maybe four (laughs) or five years ago.
0: Right, And and how did we meet? How did we meet? How did we, we come together?
5: We had a business coach uh, that was in your same B&I. And then he said, why don't you come see this guy, Todd Rooker? And we started seeing Todd Rooker and we don't see the business coach anymore. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, so. so a business coach brought you to another business coach. Right, <laughs> right. That's right. interesting, yes. Uh, well, how, so you know what? That's an interesting topic. What are the things that differentiate between what he does and what I do?
5: I think what was really helpful for what he did was he helped us with employees and to uh, be more efficient in our business, and so that was really helpful, but there wasn't the financial aspect with it, and personally, I had gone on this search, this lifelong search for personal growth and finding my way in the world, and have been to a lot of business classes, courses, seminars, done that whole thing. And since I've been with you, Todd, I have gone to very little because I feel like I've found my spot and my place where I need to be. And I just feel like I really shine in real estate.
0: Yes. I think you guys all do. I I agree with that completely. So, so, and that is actually, I I appreciate that because I wanted to pull that out because That's really my side is the financial side. I mean, there's a lot of business coaches and I don't want to be negative in any way, but a lot of them are more about you as a person and maybe HR or maybe specifically sales or maybe they're just going to help you fix your relationships. I don't know. But I'm the financial guy. And so just in this case with you guys, that was something that you were looking for.
5: Yes, I think um, everybody has their needs, what they need from who they hired to help them and what we needed is financial help and we it really helped us to be with you and it was just a really good fit and then we moved forward with what properties and what we're doing now
0: Very good. So uh, we when we began initially we started talking about your business and the we uh, you know I recall talking about the income statement and going through the balance sheet and talking about how to build a business. And we actually went quite far in that before we determined to go in a different direction. So that is
4: maybe something worth talking about. Can any of you guys talk about that? I can. Um, I think over the years that we've tried a lot of different businesses and, and struggled through it and stuff. And I think that when we found real estate, that is Terry's passion. I mean, that's what she lives for is building and...
0: And, and she oh. drags you guys along with her? Is that what we're saying here? That, sh-
4: Me and Grace are dragged along. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's Terry's passion. shes That's been her passion for 40 years. And I think once she got into that, uh, that's it. Forget about it. Yeah. Yeah. So... Folks, just
0: just as a little chronology, we we actually started with with their business. We even went so far as to write a business plan uh, to further develop it. Uh, They went and met with a wonderful partner of mine, Ben Harris, with Sharp Creative, who is a brand specialist. And we even built out business plan as well as going and talking uh and and uh, attempting to get financing for an expansion that was about uh being green and and air quality and a number of of different things which are by the way still there and they were fabulous ideas but we inevitably or invariably wound up going down the real estate road and i i think that um You guys were already in real estate to some some degree. Why don't talk about that a little bit?
5: Well, the first property I bought when I was young in my 20s was a duplex in Fergus Falls, Minnesota, because I read an article in the Mother Earth News that said it was so much better to have somebody pay your mortgage. Well, I bought this duplex and I found out how difficult it was to collect rent, even from when you're living at the place just to run into the people to be able to collect the rent and so I got a little bit discouraged but then later I came back and um, got with Todd and we bought quite a few more properties.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, in 05... Oh, that's
5: right. Yeah, 05. Go ahead.
4: 05, we bought a property and we split it and we have... We had two properties up in. Cape you Ridge.
0: subdivided the lot, didn't you? Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay. And and go on. So then you did what with that? Uh, we rented them out. But you built a, you built another house on the yeah, other lot, didn't in. you? Huh?
2: We moved in a whole other house oh. on the lot. Okay.
4: Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. so you moved a house in. Yeah. We split the lot and put two houses in there. The
5: original house that was there, we lifted it and turned it a quarter turn. And moved it off the property line that would have been meeting with the other property. And then did basements, gutted them, did electric, plumbing, everything in them. And then moved the other house in, new basement, same thing in that house too. And kind of learned a lot about code and couldn't believe that we got everything done. And then the city came and told us we had to plant trees. So it seems like there's always some one more thing that you have to do.
0: So when when uh, you bought, when you did that, did you then rent those, those? Did you have two of them or did you have one or how, what happened from there?
5: Yep, it was two single family homes, uh, four bedrooms, two baths on both of them. And the one, um, we were working on it and the gal came up to me and she said, I want to live here. And she's lived there ever since 2005 and has been uh, a good renter And raised her kids there and just loves the place. And the second house, we had all our trouble in, where we learned a lot more about renting to people, Uh, had a lot of people in and out of that house, and decided that the way to do it was rent to own. And so we got a couple in there that had significant debt and very bad credit, and they turned their credit around and bought the house from us in a year. Wow. So it was very surprising. (laughs)
0: So just so you know, folks, that is an impressive thing. I've I've, Frequently, you would hear me saying in my office that if you line up 10 people on a contract for deed, you might be lucky if one or two of them actually executed over a period of three years. So that's pretty impressive to see that happen. And uh, what about the other house? What about the other one? That one's been rented out up until right now?
5: Yes, it's still rented by the same people. Her kids are grown and gone, and but she still loves it there, so she stays there.
0: Very good. And then you also have another one that we've just recently been working on here, right? The five hundred and forty, right? Is that, that that's that the five hundred and forty? Oh, that is the five hundred and forty. Yeah, that's okay. the five hundred and forty. So that's so we've 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 taken them to uh, to a place where they actually own a home. I mean, I, I'll be honest with you guys, it's it's really shocking to me that in America the number of people who have just become completely okay with the idea of renting and have no No real desire to own homes. You might think that everybody out there wants to own their own home, and either they've come to the conclusion that they can't and never will, or I don't know. But it's really, uh, I think, a sea change in mentality here in America. And I, you know, we, we in our office always say, Hey, look, do I, if that's true, do I want to be a renter like everybody else, or do I want to be a landlord and an owner? And that's really kind of a decision that you have to make. So at what point? Do you think that you made the decision that you wanted to go directly? Oh, go ahead, Mike.
4: Oh, no, I th- I was going to say with this rent to own, yeah, they bought it too fast or wait, you know, right before the three years. And I think that that's what made us go into buying duplexes and stuff because what do you do with capital gains? Right, and right. And that was the first stepping point of getting where we are now. So specifically what Mike means by that is when you sell the home,
0: you have a capital gain based on whatever your basis is. Your basis is what you purchase the property for. If you're going to take depreciation over time, you're going to have step down in basis each time in every year that you're taking depreciation. And then whatever that number is, say you bought it at 200, let's say the lot's worth 40. Well, now you've got $160,000 and if you're taking 10,000 or whatever the number is in depreciation per year, your basis is going down, down, down. As it goes, let's say the basis is now $100,000 at this point. You sell it for 300000 You have 200000 in capital gain, and you're going to get hammered with taxes. So the alternative there is to do a 1031 exchange where you sell that property, and within six months you buy another property of equal or greater, and you forego those capital gains altogether. And the notion is that you defer that that capital gain until you die or forever. That's the idea because then you never pay taxes on it. And that's what Mike is talking about. And that, I mean, was that, did we did we work on some of that? Was that some of the things that we worked on and talked about? And-
5: yes. And remember, Todd, this property was cross-collateralized. Hmm. And we had um, just a, <clears throat> kind of a horrendous time getting the two properties separated from the mortgage companies. And I was just shocked to know that it was cross-collateralized in the first place. And so that was a big learning lesson for us on properties and what to watch for if it's being cross-collateralized.
0: So for a lot of you who might be listening, you might be sitting there, uh, forgive me, a little smug because you've got 800 credit scores. And you think, well, the bank will give me financing for anything I want. Well, the reality is... That the reason that you're so easily able to attain financing is because you have collateral and other things. And if you don't pay, they have all that collateral and they take it away. So it's really not you with your 800 credit score. It's the fact that you have equity or uh, equity within properties that they can tap into. Ironically, a lot of people will buy property not even realizing that many of the other assets are collateralized in the documents that they sign. And that's what gives the bank the confidence to be able to give you the loan without seemingly too much inquiry into your life. However, as you go along, that starts to change. And now you don't have adequate collateral. Now they do start looking at you very closely and or the properties that you're buying and whether those properties will generate enough income to justify the payment of the loan. And that's when things begin to change. We've gone through that, haven't we?
5: Yes, we have.
0: And then at some point when you get good, like these guys, pretty soon it starts changing. Now the bank is coming to you saying, hey, is there anything you'd like to buy that we could finance for you? (laughs) And that's really your ultimate goal as a, as, a, as a real estate investor, right?
5: Yes. I think we just um, crossed into a new level here because we've got another banker in our pocket, so to speak. And it feels really good to be able to have a couple banks that I can go to to see who has the better deal in.
0: And, we, and really what we want is we want to get. To three, And this is a part of some of the things that we've we've done is edu- education and training here, because these are the things you need to know to, for an evolution to build a portfolio. We're going to talk about that when we when we come back. We'll take a break. We're here with Mike, Terry and Grace. These are clients of mine who have made some tremendous strides in real estate investing. And uh, we're going to be talking about what they've done, where they are now. And uh, hopefully you see that maybe you could do it, too. We'll be right back.
3: Are you missing anything in your plan? Find out with JLN Financial's retirement checklist. If you can check all the boxes on the list, you may be ready for retirement. If not, J. Allen Financial can help. Get this checklist now at rhythmofretirement.com slash checklistchallenge. That's rhythmofretirement.com slash checklistchallenge. J. Allen Financial offers insurance services. Investing involves risk. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC,
5: AEWM, AEWM, and J. Allen Financial are not affiliated companies.
6: So my questions are, Todd, do I just let the bank liquidate my business? Do I need to consider things like foreclosure, short sale,
0: Hey, are you considering something exceptional to set your home apart and highlight its curb appeal? How about the rich look of custom copper gutters? Copper gutters are not only beautiful, they also offer timeless durability. William Voss with Gutter Solutions installed my beautiful copper gutters. I get compliments every day. If you're looking for extraordinary craftsmanship and would like to consider something truly special, call him at 612-834-0664 or go to their website,
1: SeamlessSolutionsMN.com. Ask for Billy. Hi, this is Troy Danner of Danner's Cabinet Shop. My family has been building custom cabinets and countertops for homes in Minnesota for over 50 years. We still make the cabinets the way my grandpa did when he founded our company. My team of skilled craftsmen pride themselves on attention to detail and making sure every element of your project goes perfectly. Give me a call at 763-753-4002 or visit us online at dannerscabinets.com. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker.
0: Welcome back, everybody. So, uh, I think that was kind of interesting and uh, we have just barely touched on the evolution. There's been so many things that we've done over the years, um, that you know, you bring them up, and I—I I, I forgot all about them. Grace was saying that at the break. It's hard to keep track of all the stuff that we do every, every week. There's something new, seemingly. Especially, good lord, with Terry, who always has a new property. <laughs> <laughs> I found another one. I found another
5: one. Todd, um, do you remember when we used to just come for one hour a week? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I thought this isn't enough. We got to see Todd more.
0: <laughs> well, you know, I think. Um, I think having the financial side and and you I want maybe all of you to speak to this having the financial side of vetting vetting these decisions which are big decisions I mean when you're talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars as entering into loan obligations these are big decisions but having the financial side to be able to to vet these decisions to to very clearly see that they look like they, they, they will work financially gives you confidence to, one, do them in the first place, and two, go farther. Could you speak to that a little bit?
5: I think that when we were doing it on our own before with our couple properties we had, that we must have done everything wrong because I think we spent way too much money and we didn't have a clue that, there was a formula for this to multiple formulas. Right, right. And so now with having the worksheet that I use that Todd created, I can get these properties into the worksheet and we know it's a yes or a no right, right away. There might be some maybes, but when we look closer at them, we either can tell that they're a no or a yes. And we don't even consider the he ones anymore. We just go for the yeses. And they, I keep hearing from people, oh, the, the market's changed. Interest has gone up. There's no houses to buy. And I think, oh, boy, I'm going to find another one. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't
0: we happy that everybody
5: thinks that? You know, yes, it just yes. makes it
0: easier, right? So I think another point that I want to bring up is I am enthused when I see Mike come in and he is fluent in the financial language and he'll start pointing things out to us on the spreadsheet that are cap rates and, you know, the GRMs and things like that. And Mike, I think that's very encouraging. Has that been a bit of a sea change for you in the way that you look
4: at things personally? Oh, totally. Uh, I think in 05, we read this book called Rich Dad Poor Dad. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we thought he was talking about, you know, buy real estate and blah, blah, blah. And we, so we bought some. Well, I didn't understand that. You really have to know the numbers, know everything before you get into real estate. I mean, that's huge. It is. The numbers are everything. And so um, our first couple of properties were kind of iffy. And then we got with you and you told us all the numbers and it made a huge difference. I think.
0: I think what he's saying, <coughs> because I know... From my from my side of the desk, that Mike was very reluctant mm-hmm. to to step into real estate because of what you had done thus far and the challenges that you had had. Today, although he still has to be pulled along, kicking and screaming sometimes, but really, in all fairness, we've gone a long ways, and Mike is a true participant and partner in this because he feels comfortable with the numbers. And I've seen that in his demeanor and the way that we look at things. And so I think that's been a really great thing. Uh, You know, we, I say frequently that it's not ambiguous. The numbers work or they don't work. And you did a fabulous job of saying that very thing, Terry. And that's, really, that's really the deal. When people say something is risky, they're simply saying that they don't understand it. When you understand the numbers, it changes everything. Mm-hmm. So with that, Grace, you're a younger lady, and this is, for for most people, they're utterly unfamiliar with real estate to begin with, let alone someone who is younger. So has this been valuable education for you, do you think?
2: Absolutely. Um, I don't even know where to begin. It's been tremendous. Um. Basically not going to college anymore, just going to Todd's every Monday. <laughs> um, and uh, you just have brought a, a level of comfort knowing that uh, we can bring all these questions to you and you will find us an answer because I've watched the struggle my whole life. With uh, you, There's always something that pops up and I, it's just amazing.
0: It It, it is uh an interesting phenomenon that a lot of people who have children and they are entrepreneurial, more often than not, those children, those kids as adults do not choose to go into business for themselves or be entrepreneurial because they have seen their parents struggle, how hard they've worked, how many hours they've worked, and they literally want no part of it. And and I think that when when they see this, when they see how successful you can become in such a short period of time, by the mm-hmm. way, um, it literally just completely changes everything. And that's that's what I attempt to do is is to just illuminate the landscape and show you how it works. Because when you know how it works, people say there's no opportunity. Are you kidding me? There's freaking opportunity everywhere.
2: There's too much. You should see my
0: I, I love it. I've got a text here from Greg Anderson, who's a client of mine. And he is a real estate agent and a very good one, by the way, a very good one. However, I have been working with he and his beautiful wife, Cindy, uh, and he says to me, he texts me, he says, I was in Dallas for a real estate conference and there was a session on wealth accumulation and I was grateful for all the counsel we get from you. I felt like a grad student in a junior high class. Thanks for all you do, Todd. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that pretty much illustrates it. So. Now let's let's do this. Um, we're going to be taking another break here, but what I want to do is start talking about specific things that we have done. Properties that we've purchased along the way, the challenges and the things that we have you got them this way, you made them that way, and what has transpired in terms of numbers and success, tenants, all that kind of stuff. So let's take another break here and we will be back and we're going to start telling you exactly what we have done or what Terry, Mike, and Grace have done. We will be right back. Do you want to ensure that you never have a damp, musty-smelling basement? These issues are caused by water coming off your roof, draining into your basement. Gutters can resolve these problems. William Foss is the owner of Seamless Solutions. He is honest and trustworthy. He is simply the best. If you need gutters or leaf covers, he is the guy to call. You can call him at 612-834-0664 or go to his website, MN. Finding a good banker and CPA are like having a good doctor or mechanic. You cannot fully appreciate the value they represent until you're in a pinch and truly need them. However, that's not the time to go looking for one. Instead, you want to position and strategize well in advance for a favorable outcome. CPA Arliss Cleveland of Arless Cleveland LTD is the CPA firm you've been looking for. As many of you already know, if you're looking for a great CPA, Arliss Cleveland gets my highest endorsement. Arliss Cleveland LTD has now formed a strategic relationship with Village Bank, conveniently located in the Village Bank building, located at 9298 Central Avenue North, Suite 412 Blaine, Minnesota. You can also find Arliss Cleveland LTD certified public accountants and consultants by going to accountingoffices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. That contact information again, accounting-offices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0690. For more information, call Brian and his staff at 612-271-4047 or email Brian directly at brian at aholawoffice.com. Again, that number, 612-271-4047. You're listening to Cover Your Assets
1: with Todd Rooker.
0: Welcome back, everybody. So let's now get into the real stuff and let's talk about what what we've actually done, and uh, let's talk about some of the properties that that we've acquired. So I think one of the most one of the the first ones that we acquired was that Roseville property, wasn't it? Yes. All right. So that was that was an enlightening experience. So let's talk a little bit about that because that we began that as a result of wanting to buy a commercial building for your business and it evolved and you're the one who made it evolve Terry so tell us a little bit about that
5: well we didn't buy the commercial property right right <laughs> but we bought the property across the street and this property is not something that i would say oh my god this place is gorgeous it's uh not my style of property i like the really old fashioned big woodwork um that turn, kind of, turn of the last of, century
0: type type he, stuff, right? Yes,
5: yes. And this was a 1970s built property. We When we went into it, the, it was kind of gross. It, the basement, All right, well,
0: hang on. Let me take you back. Okay. So, so we were going to buy the commercial property not even a, a half a block away. It was lacking in parking, which is one of the things that made it less valuable and less attractive to us. Terry comes into my office on a Monday and says, I found a property that we can use for parking. And, and 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 the numbers are really good, so it'll support itself, and then we can we can have all our employees park over there. And I went,
5: what? I remember <laughs> That's that. That's was- how we
0: found this property. All
5: right, go on. <laughs> okay, so uh, what we did in this property is we spruced it up. We did a really nice color of paint, and Grace looked, learned how to do tile backsplash tile on this property and we put new flooring in and we finished off the basement so we took it from a two two one and a half bathroom to a four bedroom one and a half bathroom so we added a lot of value to it and when I said I was what the amount of rent I wanted to get from it Todd was like no way and Mike was like no way and then we got let me, it. let me be
0: clear about this. So when we look at a property, first folks remember, we don't buy property on opportunity. Every real estate agent on the, in on the planet wants to sell you what it could be, what the opportunities are. They'll tell you that it's not collecting the correct rents and blah blah blah. But the reality is, we want to vet the numbers initially on what it's producing right now because we make opportunity, we don't buy opportunity. So when we look at the when we looked at the numbers that that were there, and then Terry unloaded on all of us what she thought we, we she was going to get rent. We all looked at each other and thought she was crazy. So that's what she's talking about right now. So what yes. happened as a result of your upgrades and and attempting to lease it?
5: We got the rent that we wanted. <sighs> And the numbers work really well on it.
0: Under promise over deliver every time, every time, which which another point to be made is we show the bank that every opportunity we get because we want them to come along and we want to be attractive for financing. And so when the bank is concerned with their equity position, their loan to value equation, and whether or not the property is producing adequate revenue to support its loan, once we do it and we underpromise when we go to get the loan and then we, we over deliver after we finish it up and after. After we get tenants in, we then pay for an appraisal ourselves or a CMA and take that to the bank. They don't ask us for that. We do that to prove to them what we've done. So the next time they go to committee to consider giving us a loan, we get that loan because we are attractive for financing. Sorry, but. Yeah,
5: right. a very good point. So, and our appraisal came in way higher than what we thought it was going to be on that property too, which was a very pleasant surprise.
0: Which means, guys, that we built net worth immediately. Net worth, asset value went up, liability, the loan, and we had immediately built a significant amount of net worth. Not just the down payment, but the money that we made in the increasing value because of the rents. Remember, rents, folks, is what determines the value. The rent minus expenses gives you a capitalization rate and that capitalization rate determines value in many cases. It's not the end all of everything, but it really does matter and you did that in that property and have done it consistently every mm-hmm. step of the way.
4: Go ahead, Mike. I just wanted to say, um, it took me, I thought she was crazy with her rents for the first three properties. Um, and now I just... Go for it. <laughs> I don't argue anymore. <laughs>
5: um, on this property, too, I would like to talk a little bit about the neighborhood. This house had been kind of a drug den that... Kind of. Yeah, kind of. It was definitely a, yeah, a drug den. Yeah, And the as we were fixing it, the neighbors kept coming by and wondering what's going on with this house and who's moving in. And after talking with them they're so relieved that their neighborhood is going to be a better neighborhood that i think it helps with um finding renters and keeping people happier in the neighborhood in a in having a better place to live and that's kind of the thing that i like to do is clean up the bad houses and make them better so that people have a better place to live
0: it, it is a a huge thing folks and that a lot of you who, who, who may be considering real estate are simply looking to create an income stream for your retirement. And there's nothing wrong with that. But one of the things you got to know is you have to be capable or conscious of making that property attractive for tenants. You know, so my adage, you shine the numbers, you paint the mailbox, the front door, you do all these things, you, you clean the glass. All these things, I mean, you pull up to a poorly managed asset and there's fingerprints all over the glass. The lawn hasn't been mowed. Maybe it's mowed once a month, whether it needs it or not. And I'm telling you what, the tenants are going to treat your property like crap because you are not, you are not setting the standard. So you guys do that and you get really good tenants.
5: Yes, we do. And we also have neighbors watching our property to tell us when our tenants aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing, which is really nice to create those relationships in the neighborhoods too.
0: Very good. Very good. So we did we did Roseville. That was a duplex. We got that thing all leased up and Mm -hmm. and going. Let's talk about another one. How about another one?
5: Well the next one we bought was on over in West Seventh and Saint Paul as well. Saint Paul. This is
0: Roseville but Saint Paul. Saint Paul. Yep. Yep.
5: And we were kind of surprised on this one. The numbers looked real good and we added a bedroom to the lower apartment. And then we ran into our first major upset, which was um, in West Seventh, they have drill holes instead of uh, sewer lines, and so we had to have the um, drill hole redrilled and taken care of, and so our numbers were really good before we started, and then with our sewer numbers, we're just at a, an okay level on this house. Right. So... Um, I just want to say we run into problems on some of them that we you can't ha-
0: anticipate.
5: We, we, you can't anticipate, but we leave a little room so that they still work even after we've had some problems.
0: as stress testing. So when we're in my office, we'll say, what if this doesn't work out? Let's use a higher interest rate. Let's pump up the expenses a little bit. Do we still have cash flow to breathe there after that? So these are all the things that we try to do to stress test things. Um, next property.
5: Next property was, uh, kind of by 94. That that other
0: one was a duplex, wasn't it? A duplex. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep, yep. Go ahead.
5: So, um, this is one of our beautiful properties that, um, the really old fashioned, uh, woodwork and we got the, uh, beams in the living rooms and we decorated it, uh, not decorated, but fixed it up, uh, era specific. And people walk into that place and they just love it because of how it's the lighting is correct to the period and the door handles everything is right, and so we don't have trouble renting that one. And actually, people take really good care of it.
0: Well, so uh, the the uh, give me an idea that 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 duplex we're talking about what's the what's the square footage per unit.
5: 1400
0: square 1400 per unit yep and how much are you getting in rent payments for that per side
5: 2163
0: 2163 so we're we're getting to over to almost 20 we're getting over twenty three hundred dollars worth of or 2300 forty three hundred dollars in monthly rent in that property yes right in a duplex in St Paul folks so it can't be done huh <laughs>
4: Go ahead, Mike. I think one of uh, Terry's biggest assets is that she fits in washer and dryers in every unit somehow. She's come up with some really weird. Innovative things. ways of doing
0: it. Weird. Not weird. Innovative. Let's <laughs> use that word.
4: Okay. <laughs> that sounds good, but um, that's a huge thing. Right. Right, and and
0: I'll say this, and, and Mike and Grace have heard me say this in the office, Terry is quite a light, meaning that she is exceptional at finding properties and seeing things in them that don't exist right now. She can do, as I like to say, see the reaching. A lot of people, you know, they go into a property... It's empty, there's nothing in it and it doesn't appeal to them. But if you were to stage it, it completely changes everything. Somebody who can go into an empty property and see what it can be is what I like to call a light and Terry is most certainly a light and that's really contributed to to your mom's success. Don't you think, Grace?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think with all her years experience in the construction industry and her uh, ability to just create and, and just go for it, And have you know
0: have the balls to go for it? Just go for it. I I agree. Got to be a doer in life, right? Todd
2: backing her up, so
0: (laughs)
4: we're dangerous. We're dangerous together. It's really scary having a partner that does not have the word "can't" in her language or in her vocabulary. Mm -hmm. I I love it. I love it.
0: We're going to take another break here. Um, This is, uh, I mean, some of the some of the stuff we're we're talking about. I I did want to. Cover something when I get back. I don't know if I'm going to have time, but one of the most important things about having grace here is so often I have young people coming in whose parents are either getting on or their parents have passed away and they immediately want to sell their parents' real estate and I don't know what, remodel the kitchen and then put their money into the stock market. I show them the dramatic difference in return on investment overall of the real estate versus the paper market. And I look at them and say, why in God's name would you sell sell the real estate? And the answer is because their parents, although they owned real estate, never taught their kids. Grace is being schooled every step of the way. Let's take our break. We'll be right back.
3: Social Security. You've spent your entire working life paying into it, so don't you want to get the most out of it? Jim Baer and his team at JLN Financial can show you ways to do that with their free Social Security Report. Download your copy today at rhythmofretirement.com slash social security. That's rhythmofretirement.com slash social security.
5: J. Allen Financial offers insurance services, investment advisory services offered only by
3: duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC, AEWM, AEWM, and J. Allen Financial are not affiliated companies. J. Allen Financial is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government
5: or governmental agency. Hi,
1: this is Troy Danner of Danner's Cabinet Shop. My family has been building custom cabinets and countertops for homes in Minnesota for over 50 years. We still make the cabinets the way my grandpa did when he founded our company. My team of skilled craftsmen pride themselves on attention to detail and making sure every element of your project goes perfectly give me a call at 763-753-4002 or visit us online at dannerscabinets.com. If you're in a financially challenged situation or want to ensure that you never are, I have the knowledge
6: and the information you're looking for. My name is Todd Rooker. When you want information on today's most pressing economic and financial pressures, who do you talk to? Their are attorneys, CPAs, financial advisors, mortgage brokers, and real estate agents. Everyone has a different opinion, and these professionals do not always work well together. It's not enough to find an expert in one area. You need a comprehensive approach that Addresses all of your concerns and enables you to create an overall plan. I have over 20 years' experience in this highly specialized field, and it is my job to work with all of the professionals previously mentioned and know much of what they know, allowing me to provide you with a cohesive and unbiased strategy that addresses everything related to your situation. I will help you to strategically plan for a financial crisis, minimize the damage, recover quickly, and most importantly, help ensure that you're never here again. You have a lot more options than you think, but don't waste time. Go to CYA21.com and get my free download, Financial crisis bible or call us at 763-559-3800 that number again
0: 763-559-3800
6: you're listening to cover your assets with todd rooker
0: all right welcome back there's never enough time uh i want to give you a sense of when i say terry's a light so she they they go and find a property uh, a duplex and they're looking at the property and and they go down in the basement, and Terry looks at the basement. I think the floor's broken up a little bit, and Terry looks at the floor and looks at the footings and the the ceilings are like six feet tall. and um we are we are now planning to go forward with this property because it looks reasonably good, but I wasn't really a big fan. The numbers weren't phenomenal. And the bank was wanting to do a loan uh, of of 20 years, which means the amortization on a 20 year versus a 25 on commercial properties means your payment is gonna be more at a 20 year amortization versus 25. And that means it makes it harder to do your numbers. Additionally, at the time, uh, we, were, we were wanting to do a, a 20% down payments on these, and the bank wanted 25 because the numbers weren't fabulous. We're sitting in my office, and Terry says, "I think, I think we can bust up the floors in the lower level. We can re-pour the floors, take it to a seven or eight eight uh, 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 height ceiling, and now we've got like another twelve fifteen hundred square feet, and we can make as much money or almost as much money as another side." And I said, "Seriously." And she says, oh yeah, I'm absolutely serious. And I said, how much would that cost? She says, well, I know that I've got that right here. And she's got it all worked up (laughs) and exactly how much it's going to be to finish it all off and to do everything. I call up the bank right there and then in my office. And I say, hey, here's what we think we can do. Here's what it would do to the numbers. And I think if I'm not mistaken, I sent over the pro forma with the new numbers that we just changed instantly. The banker immediately said, Absolutely, we could finance all of those costs. And not only would we be willing to finance those costs, we would be willing to only require then instead of 25% down, 20% down. And instead of doing a 20 year amortization, we'll do a 25 year amortization. And if I'm not mistaken, they're also willing to do an interest only while we are doing the work for six or 12 months oh my gosh, and we took a property and made it into a gem. And that's an example of what Terry's able to see that others simply do not. And we've also talked about the fact that that might be a model going forward to do it again and again with other duplexes that have the exact same similar problem in the same market and submarket in St. Paul,
5: right? Yes, um, and I do run into quite a few properties that have unique opportunities to add value to them. And actually, the bank loves when we're able to do this because we're increasing the value in the property there, which they're dramatically, part, part dramatically, owner, right? Yep, and and it's just an easy sell to the bank and the committee.
0: Excellent, excellent. So, look, we're going to run out of time here. So, why don't you tell us a little bit? One, uh, what what you've done in terms of your real estate holdings i know you don't have exact numbers what you've done in terms of net worth and and listen folks i'm doing this for all the people who come to me and say look todd we we we've paid a lot of we we paid got a lot of equity in our home but we really don't have any money set aside for retirement we paid for our kids college they're now gone and now we're 50 years old we're 60 years old is it too late for us can we? Do we have any hope of being able to to accumulate any amount of wealth? So maybe even maybe someday we might actually be able to retire. And for a lot of people, they they're really defeated. And I want you to speak to that because we have addressed that very thing.
5: Yes, uh, both Mike and I are in our early sixties, and we thought we planned well, but we found out we didn't plan that well for retirement. And so now we're up to eighteen doors, which. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: When I said 20 doors, that seemed like such a pipe dream, right? <laughs> right, 18 right. doors, okay. Yep,
5: and they're all uh, good properties that we want to keep. So it's not like we're feeding them. That's one of the things we don't want to do is feed them every month. And so um, I believe our net worth is about $2.8 million where we've utilized all of our um assets that we've had together and now we do have an investor that's working with us and so I feel like we've gone to the next level. How'd you find that investor? Well Todd (laughs) (laughs) Todd's our guy and helps us with these kind of things and we actually had a pretty intense closing just last week that I was so proud to be a part of our team with um, Todd our real estate agent and our, my family and Craig our,
0: Andreessen, our attorney.
5: Craig oh, no, Andreessen and then our title company too. Uh um, concierge title. Everybody just got on it and got this thing closed that looked like it was not going to happen. Well it's, it was a
0: nightmare because in, in just to make it make it clear, uh, uh oh by the way, eighteen doors. That means eighteen individual units, just for those of you who don't know what that means. This the the seller wanted to cancel the contract and shut us down. And we had a good deal. He had signed it and agreed upon it. And all of a sudden he decided he didn't want to do it anymore because he thought it was worth more money. And we jumped into action, changed all that, and we closed. That was the main the, the point you were making.
5: Luckily well, it happened on a Monday.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's a good thing.
5: Um, and the other point I'm making is that I think if it was Mike and I and Grace, that we would have thought, oh, we better call a lawyer. And then we would have fumbled through calling a lawyer and instead we had todd there and i called todd i sent him a a thing extremely urgent and he responded quickly and within an hour we were hooked up with the attorney and sending a letter to this seller where i don't i think we would have walked away otherwise
0: very good how about how about uh where you plan to go from here? Now that you've 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 come this far, you know you gotta you gotta walk before you can run. But Uh-oh. as you have come this far, how far would you like to take this? But,
5: um, with my family sitting yeah. here, can I say this? <laughs>
4: can I answer that? Our holding company, one of our holding companies, is called One Hundred and One Red Doors. So yes, we are scared. <laughs>
5: I guess what I plan on is just seeking out these opportunities. And if the numbers work, we're buying them. So I, love it. I don't know that I have a specific number in mind, but this is something I feel like I can do as I age and have a team in place to take care of the properties. And why am I going to stop?
0: Right. And with great enthusiasm, it's enjoyable, right? I love it. Yeah, why would you stop? How about you, Grace? How do you feel about it? Do you enjoy this?
2: Yeah, I think it's great. Um, I actually was thinking of like, huh, should I go back to school in the fall?
0: We had a conversation about that, <laughs> didn't actually, we?
2: Actually, Todd was kind enough to have private meeting with me and really talk about uh, where I should take my life. Um, kind of struggled with addiction and all that jazz too. So this, I feel like this is a very big opportunity and i honestly couldn't see myself anywhere else
0: oh i love it man oh, that that is i love it mm-hmm. so you know there there's there is so much opportunity out there uh, and it's and it saddens me when i hear people say that there is not and 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 yet <sighs> Yay! <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the fact that everybody feels that way isn't so horrible because it's it not just, stopping me. Yeah, it, it makes it easy. It really does. Um, we we have uh, we have really evolved in in things. Um, the investor side of it. Uh, when 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 someone calls me up and they say, "I found a property, Todd. It's going to go on the market on Monday. I want to make an offer." My first question to them is going to be i ask you what what is what is the first thing i want to know what are the numbers numbers and then i say what is the strategy to do what
5: add value
0: add value so that we can increase rents not like a flipper uh, real estate agents think they're investors because they flip properties. That's earned income. This is building wealth, and so if we're going to put money into it, how will it correspondingly increase the rents? And keeping with our one-to-one philosophy, if I put ten grand into it, I better be able to get hundred bucks more in rent. And we have overcome and beat, knocked that out of the park. Thanks for being here, guys. Thank you, Todd. Thank you, Todd. It was a pleasure. These guys see are my Monday. superstars. Yeah. <laughs> see you Monday. Have a great weekend, everybody. Bye, bye.
1: This has been a paid program. The views expressed were not necessarily those of the management or ownership of KSTPAM am 1500 ESPN.
4: You're listening to 1500 ESPN on KSTPAM am 1500 and 94.5 HD2
1: Minneapolis-St. Paul. This is Sports SportsCenter.